everyone. Welcome to another episode of Kicking It Custom. I'm your host, Clayton Gelfand, and I'm joined by my co-host, Alex Katz. And our special guest today is former big leaguer, Ian Kinsler. Ian, what's up? How are you? I'm good, Clayton. How are you doing? No, can't complain. You know, there's a dark world right now, but the sun's shining, so I'm trying to see the positives and everything right now. So, you know, just trying to take a step forward uh, with everything. But uh, without further ado, so I know you're part owner in Wars stick uh, you know which is a very different and some would say innovative brand within the game of baseball um would you talk about not only how you got started with them but some of the inspirations that go behind the products the styles and even touch on why art is such a theme uh in the brand itself yeah um well to start i met the owner of the company his name is ben jenkins in dallas uh i would say now it's probably been five or six years uh just at a just at a lunch um, a lunch in Dallas here, and he he introduced me to Warstick, and right away we kind of hit it off, relate you know, uh, personality wise, and then obviously, you know, there's people out there that make bats, and they're just not really up to par, and you can check them out, they just don't feel right, the weight's kind of off, and the first one that he showed me, it felt great, um, and then obviously I had to use it in the batting cage and see if it, see if it snapped on the first swing or whatever, but it was. It was it was great wood and we saw a lot of the same types of things um, as far as how we like design and he's a designer by trade um, you know I like sim a simple design you know something maybe a little bit edgy but uh, nothing too crazy um, and that's basically what the, the war stick logo was was just those two stripes and the whole reason behind it is uh, you know, there's, there's two foul lines in the in baseball and everything happens between the lines. Once you're between the lines, that's kind of where you're at. You're locked in mentally. Um, and that's where you got the idea of the two stripes is just being consistently, you know, concentrating on the game and, and in the game and in between the two lines. So I really like that. I like the, I like the logo, which was huge because a lot of companies started getting really loud and, uh, you know, neon colors and flashy. And I wasn't really about that. Uh, I like the classic, classic look. So, you know, we hit it off that way. And then at the time I was in Detroit um, playing for the Tigers and I knew Jack White a little bit. He was, he's a, a huge Tigers fan, grew up in Detroit. And um, at the time I was meeting Ben, he said, do you know who Jack White is? I said, yeah, I know who Jack White is. He's the White Stripes. Uh, you know, he's all these hit songs and everything. And he said, well, he's, he's been checking out Warstick. Um, and then he kind of cut ties because he found out that Shinola watches in Detroit was selling war stick bats and he didn't want to piggyback on Shinola. And I said, that's interesting. I, I actually know Jack. Let me text him and see how interested he, he is in war stick. So I got a hold of Jack and me and Ben flew to Nashville to meet Jack and proposed the idea of us three being the owners of this company, basically me and Jack investing and Ben being the, the owner. Um, and it happened in like two days. He was all in. Um, we both made an investment and it's just been a lot of fun since then. So that's kind of how it all started. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I've been following the brand for a while now. I even tried to do the, the Easter egg hunt you guys did uh, on, on uh, Easter this year because I was trying to procrastinate my homework and studying. So it definitely worked. Uh, but could you talk a little bit about the Billy Reed jacket? Um, I know that that's a very stylish jacket and it's, it's not something you would expect a baseball brand to, you know, produce and make. So can you talk, talk a little about why a baseball brand that started as a bat company has, you know, uh, pivoted and gone into surfboards, skateboards, uh, 
you know, jackets more, it's becoming more of a lifestyle brand, not just a baseball brand. Yeah. And that's kind of where our focus is, you know, Ben is great at design. He, you know, if you, if you look at the Instagram page, if you look at the worst again, Instagram page, you look, like you said, if you look at the snowboards, if you look at the surfboards, um, we're getting ready to come out with arrows for bows, um, hunting arrows and just the, the content that he has is super creative, super powerful, and he does a very good job with design. And he's, you know, we're all, we all, all three of us like to be outside. We like to be active. Uh, he snowboards in the winter. He, he surfs in the summer. He fly fishes. Um, so he does a lot of things outdoors, and that's kind of where his inspiration comes from. And then, you know, you got like Billy Reed and these, the, this whole different walk of life from baseball because of Jack White. You know, we have this very unique um, relationship or I guess very unique business plan or business people um, that are involved in, and we can kind of dive into other, other avenues. And we started doing this uh, um, uh, sandlot. We started doing sandlot games. So we'd get a bunch of guys together. We'd make these uniforms, these sick, sweet, like war stick uniforms. And then we'd make uniforms for the other team. And it would basically just be like a men's league team or something that wanted to play a sandlot game. And we get umpires and we go out and we just play because Jack wants to play baseball all the time. So him and his band would go out there like dressed up in baseball gear and like kick it around. And Billy Reed's a big baseball fan. So he wanted to play. Um, I think it was down in Alabama. They got a they got a sandlot game going and, and Jack and Billy know each other really well. And from then the relationship kind of grew. And um, we've done he's done a couple other like special edition items just for us. And then we're like, dude, we need to do something for everybody that people can, you know, people have access to. And we came up with the icon, um, the icon jacket. I was actually modeling it, I don't know, a month ago or something, which I'm not much of a model, but uh, I had it on there taking pictures and I was down in Deep Elm in Dallas and I was taking a picture underneath uh, Nolan Ryan was beating up Robin Ventura. It was like a huge mural down on the wall. And I was standing there taking a picture under it with the jacket on and I'm like, that dude's an icon in my head and I was like all right let's call this the icon jacket so that's what it's called now and you know it's it's just all these weird relationships just keep popping up and we're able to um you know just just get into weird things like like Eddie Vedder was wearing Eddie Vedder wears our battle our battle t-shirt stage when he's playing he's like got the guitar he's got this huge battle war stick you can't tell it's a war stick t-shirt just because it's this battle across it and on the back it's got a little war stick thing but um you know jack and eddie are good friends so it's it's just crazy and uh, i'm able to i'm able to get it get the bat into you know baseball players hands in the big leagues and, and have those guys use it so it's just a really good relationship that we all have and it seems to it seems to work really well that's awesome so how involved are you with the design process and you know just the creative design for all the different products i try to stay away from that until like the end stages you know ben Ben does a lot of it. Jack does a lot of it because we're getting ready to open up a building down in Deep Elm right now. And they've designed, I mean, this place is crazy. There's like secret doors everywhere. We got like a speakeasy downstairs. We got a batting cage that, that like goes up at an angle so you can kind of see the launch of your ball. We got, uh, there's going to be a coffee shop in there. Like it's just going to be bizarre. And those two guys take care of it. And then kind of when they get towards the end, when there's probably like three options left, they'll hit me up and be like, Hey, what do you think about these three options? Which one's your favorite? Cause I try to stay away from that unless it's baseball related, like, um, you know, hat, I, I like wearing hats. So it's easy for me to say, yeah, that's a, that's a cool hat. Guys would wear that. Or if they want to put a pack, a package together for big league guys, 
the uh, the Warstick Big League guys and send it to them. They'll ask me about the stuff that they're putting in the in the box, and I'll I'll let them know if it's if those guys are looking to like it or not, stuff like that. That's awesome. So all three owners basically come from different backgrounds. So you know, you combine all three, you know, some magic happens. Yeah, it seems to be working working that way. Absolutely. So I have a question that kind of hits home to me. Um, you know, being a baseball player and running a business, you did the same throughout, you know, a good, good portion of your career. How would you answer that question? How, how would you, how were you able to balance it? You know, whether it was just, you know, doing some part-time stuff for your company, but even just that little bit extra, how'd you manage it? Um, honestly, it was, it was pretty simple because I had, I wasn't really necessarily the owner. Um, the business wasn't running because, you know, I was in everyday operations. We had people that were working the group to do that. And then Ben did a lot of, a lot of the, you know, advertising and, and the Instagram stuff. And whenever he wanted me to post something on Instagram, he'd just text me and it, it became pretty simple. Um, but, you know, basically trying to get other players to use the wood bats was kind of my job, I guess. And I, I didn't push it on anybody. I didn't tell anybody, Hey man, you need to use this bat. I wasn't trying to be, be a salesman. Um, but when guys were asking me about it, I would get them involved and get them in touch with Ben and Ben kind of took over from there. So, you know, it, it was honestly pretty easy. Um, you know, when you're playing baseball, you're in the middle of the summer, you're, you're so focused on baseball. You try to try to block everything else out and just kind of like lock in on baseball. And then the off season comes and you get like, those two months free, the first two months where you can do some other things and then you kind of get back to training. So for those first two months, you know, I'd kind of jump in and see where the business was at, what the plans are, where they're trying to, you know, do what they're trying to do next. You tell me about the surfboards and the, and the snowboards and stuff like that. So it was, it was pretty easy. And, and lucky for me, I had, you know, two really good business partners. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. So, so I have a quick question and this is probably our last question regarding uh, Warstick brand. But I recently saw you guys did a Mossy Oak collab, and I wanted to know just who would you want to work with if you were going to do another collab next? Like, what kind of brand out there are you interested in doing something with? Man, that's a tough question. There's so many brands. There's so many cool brands. Um, you know, for me, the first one that comes to my mind is just Nike, honestly, because I wore Nike for a long period of my career all the way to the end um, and I still wear all their stuff and I, I love the relationships I developed with those people um, and to be able to do something with Nike because they don't they don't have any wood bats right now you know you don't see anybody swinging a Nike wood bat in the big league so to collab with Nike would be awesome um, they do stuff like that all the time they're a huge company with all kinds of marketing abilities so that would that's the first one that came to my mind but that's a tough question. And I know there's, if I sat down and actually thought about it and we had a lot more time, I think I could probably come up with a couple more, but I'll stick with that one. That's well, really I'm cool. sure, I'm sure you and Nike could do something cool. I know Nike and baseballs and, you know, created some pretty cool shoes and anything with Nike, you know, it's going to be first class. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. If, if you guys do something uh, together. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're going to move on to a little bit more of uh, baseball and on the field stuff. Since being called up to the big leagues in 2006, how has the style of, of um, you know, players on the field changed? Um, not just off the field, but, you know, on the field equipment, um, you know, color, style, just the way that guys, uh, you know, dress on the field. Because I know the game has changed a lot just in recent years, um, you know, especially 
starting from up top, you know, a lot of old school guys, uh, you know, I feel like the game is younger than ever now. So, you know, I'm sure, you know, you being in the game firsthand, what would you notice? Definitely changed. I mean, you know, it's changed. When I first came into the big leagues, um, wearing like special markup shoes or colors on your cleats, not just black and white or the team colors, like the Royals, you guys wear blue, like just blue and white cleats. That's it. If you're a rookie or first three years or you haven't really done anything, accomplished anything like an all-star game or um, anything like that, you were wearing team-issued colors. You know, when I first got to the big leagues, it was blue. Like I wore I wore blue. Uh, let's see. I got all kinds of stuff right here. Hold on. Yeah, a little show and tell would be nice. Yeah, I got some show and tell. Nice. So like this was my first all-star cleat it was mizuno and it's just Ooh, blue and red classic though yeah just straight like classic mizuno cleat you know but you're a uh, pants up oh, guy yeah. so you you know you always had that classic look going on and, hey, and they still and, and, the, and the cleats with the tongue look good with the pants up they still make yeah, that model yeah. too that's the crazy thing yeah yeah they still make that so that was like it's pretty pretty low-key and like you said i wore pants up so i always had to think about the whole the whole shoe but when I was first coming up, guys just wore black and white or whatever the team color was. As, as um, my career moved along, guys started just getting way more fashionable. And then you had like Nike ID. And once guys started wearing different colored cleats and, and kind of showing off a little bit, everybody wanted to do it. And now a rookie comes in the league and he get, he's like totally loaded and looks, you know, clean and good. And he's got all the colors, but, you know, now they're getting – crazy neon colors and all kinds of stuff it's, it's it's a little bizarre but like this is that's a all-star game cleat which model oh, is the that? clippers yeah those that's look a like that's an old cooper Coops. that's a mike young air coops that's a mike young oh wow uh -huh. nice nice mike young all-star cleat from back in the day but that's sweet yeah See, I, got all I personally like nike's older model cleats better i did too did you ever wear the 2k4s the original hirachis yeah, I, I I wore those in uh, in black and white, I think, and that was it. I like those. They were a little head. They felt heavy to me, even though they weren't. But they felt heavy heavy to me. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how how it went as far as cleats and and what you're wearing. Like now, everybody wears these huge chains and diamonds and all kind. Of, every dude on the field has a chain on now. And when I first got in the league, nobody wore chains. I mean very rare you'd see a guy with a chain and if you did it was tucked inside his jersey you can kind of see it around his neck but now it's like diamonds everywhere like just i don't know mickey mantle might be rolling over in his grave oh yeah so what <laughs> i mean what wasn't it uh yoana cespedes who had a full-on diamond necklace break sliding into second base oh yeah him and adam jones i think adam jones did that too I mean, oh, yeah. hey, what, I mean, if you got it, I guess, whatever, <laughs> take the risk. But you wouldn't catch me rocking diamonds on a baseball field. No, I'm trying to dive, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so how, how, do you think it be, how do you think it changed over the years? What became, you know, what allowed it to become acceptable for these guys to be, you know, rocking this amount of swag on the field? Is it more the veteran presence just opening up? Or what, what do you think? I think it's the companies. You know, I think the companies are trying to get what I think what really happened was the all-star game. So you'd go to the all-star game and you'd get these crazy cleats. You'd get these colored cleats that were just 
bizarre and guys started saying, oh, this is cool. Like people are noticing these cleats and the companies are saying, you know, oh, they're noticing everybody's talking about the home run derby cleats or whatever's going on. Um, and I think that just started, started the whole wave and guys, you know, Nike started giving way more options to players as far as the Nike ID and customizing the bottom of your cleats. You know, it used to be like a white bottom. If you had a white bottom on your cleat, you were, you were doing something right in the big <laughs> leagues. And now guys got like gold and fluorescent and shiny oil plated and like all this crazy stuff. So um, I think the options for the companies have just gotten, gotten, you know, so crazy that uh, guys are just taking advantage of it and kind of showing off. So it's, I mean, I think it's cool. I did it, you know, when, when I was able to do it, I did it. So uh, I think it's, I think it's pretty fun to see what guys choose to wear. Cool. So my next question for you is of the five teams you played for, what was your favorite Jersey combination? Favorite Jersey combination, man. Um, I don't know. We, when I first came up, I wore the, the Rangers cutoffs. Like yeah, those are pretty clean. Yeah. yeah. Like the softball Jersey with the cutoff here and then the blue sleeve underneath the Jersey. And I love those for some reason. They don't still don't use why. those, right? What's that? They don't still use those, right? No, they don't use those anymore. Uh, we got rid of them, and we, we added the red alternative jersey, and that was that was nice, too. Wearing the red in Texas was really cool. Um, you know, Detroit's straight classic. It's just the old English D. We just had two jerseys, the, the home and road. Um, you know, Boston, Boston had the red, which was sick. Um, I had a blue, a red, blue, a red alternative, a blue alternative. I, I mean, I'd probably say that that original softball style Rangers jersey. So, so up next we got rapid fire. Basically, it's just um, you know we're gonna end it with five questions, and you could answer them as as quick or as as slow as you want. Most of our guests have taken their time with the with the answers. You ready? Yeah. yeah Logan Morrison's like twenty minutes per question. So <laughs> I mean. Yeah, so if you're 15 you know, minutes, people, that's though, fast. Like, uh, what was it? Jesse Chavez answered, like, 25 seconds per question. Oh, like, Flacco. Just... Yeah, Flacco. Did you know his nickname is Flacco, Jesse Chavez? We did not know that. Uh, I, played, I, I uh, played with Jesse in the minor leagues. I feel like he's been with the Rangers for, like, forever. Yeah, he's he just all over the place. Oakland, Rangers, Pittsburgh, back to the Rangers, then somewhere else and back to the Rangers. Always back to the Rangers, right? Yeah. That's funny. All right, so you ready for the first question? Yeah, it's here. All right, first question is favorite sneaker of all time? Jordan, Jordan 1. Jordan 1. Yeah. Second one, what is your go-to sneaker right now? So you're going to the grocery store, you know, maybe it's a shoe that you just leave at your front door and, you know, you, you just slip them on, head out. Uh, well, these are, I mean, these are slip-ons. What are these called? I don't, I don't know. I honestly have never seen those. Like the React or something, like they look brand new. Yeah, yeah. It's just slip them on, go to the store. Like I don't think you were supposed to show to us. It. Those don't come out for another two months. Pop them. That's well, it. You know, uh, whatever that one is. We got the the sneak peek, I guess. You know, we got the sneak peek. <laughs> yes. What What's your favorite model cleat of all time? Since you've been since you started playing baseball, could even be little league, middle Ooh. school, high school. Ponies. I had these sweet ponies. It had like a little chevron check on the side. Yeah. And they were like kangaroo leather. They were super. <laughs> <laughs> what year was that? Oh, man. That had to be 
I was 13 and 14 when I wore those. So I was born in 82. So 95. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, oh, wow. that's, that's a classic. I've, I've actually gotten on the internet and tried to look for a pair of those, but no luck no luck with that. No. Who, I feel who like that's like the cleat of the bad news bears. <laughs> yeah. I feel, I feel like you have, to, I feel like there's at least one pair on eBay. I'll, I'll check. If I see them, I'll send them to you. Yeah. Some old school ponies, but they have to be, they have to be like the kangaroo leather ones. Cause they're heavier and you know, that, that kangaroo leather just like forms to your foot. You'll, you'll be rocking them in the Olympics next year, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, who in the MLB has the most swag? And usually we say former or current. Um, up to you, whatever you want to choose. And it's standard. We usually get the same answer for a former player. So that's why we like to ask both. Who in the league has the most swagger? Um... I think about that. Hold on. I mean, you got to go Mike Trout, right? That's we awesome. haven't heard that one yet. Yeah, we haven't heard that yet. But you got his own lead. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a good that's choice. True. That's true. And I the, think the guy's the best. Though, at, he's the yeah. best in the game. He has yeah. the sweet shin guard, the sick cleats. I mean, he, he definitely has some swag. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's the guy. What about former player? What, what are your thoughts on that? Former player? Um, Jeter, probably. I mean, yeah, that's nice. one we heard. But yeah. usually we get uh, Griffey. Sometimes we've heard Bonds. Yeah, uh, Bonds started the whole, like, pant over the shoe thing. Yeah, and then, and then we were talking about Griffey. It reminded me of when you were talking about your tank top jerseys. I think of, like, the iconic Griffey picture is him at the All-Star game with his hat backwards, and he's got that cut-off Mariners jersey on. Yeah. It's looking so swag. But, uh, <laughs> Didn't they wear that in, uh, in, like, 2003? It was, like, a Back to the Future series and i think all 30 teams had those cut off oh yeah it was an all-star game you're right yeah it was like that retro thing yeah, yeah. the retro look yeah and our last question if you could rock any custom design on the diamond what would it be so think players weekend maybe even a little less restrictive than that so anything imaginable doesn't have to be team colors and it doesn't have to be crazy either we know you're a simple guy so well i'll definitely have i'll definitely have the front flap you know, that covers the shoes, like the old school baseball, like tongue flap. Yeah, like the like the air coops or the, the clippers. Yeah, I love the flap. So it would, it would be a shoe with that on it. Um, I don't know. And then, man, I don't know. That's a, that's a hard question. There's so many options. Uh, I think like what, what Jesse said, and I thought this was, he thought he was like the most thoughtful one when he answered this, was he said he would take each number he's ever played with and each team name, right? Something like that and put it on the cleat for his last year. Yeah, know, for every like every jersey has like a different, um, you know, different format or different uh, font. So he would have that number from that jersey in that specific font on his yeah, I mean, Yeah, I think you'd have to go back. You know, you'd have to go back in your life. And I think um, the little league that I played in, they were green and gold. And then the high school that I went to was green and gold. Um, the Canyon Doloro Dorados is what we were called. So I'd probably rock like a green and gold cleat or something. But you know, I'm not on I'm not on the Oakland A's, so I don't know if that would play. But uh, that's kind of what you know. You, with the whole Jesse Chavez thing, I think I would go. I think I'd go to when I was a kid and 
you know, playing in Little League. Nice. Yeah, dope. So I'm going to add one more to this because I know, I know we said five, but I, I wanted to know this. So I go to school out in Michigan, so I know what it's like, you know, the weather out there, but I'm from the West Coast. So I, you know, it's different worlds. Are you a guy that likes the cold or the heat? I like the heat and I like the heat until I got to the cold. Does that make sense? So you, pref because I'm a guy that like, yeah, I like, you know, wearing sandals and shorts and whatever, but like, I, I like layers. I like, I think layers are stylish. And I think like the Midwest allows you to do that more often than some places. Well, you know, you're in Texas or Arizona. Right. Like I grew up in Arizona in the desert. Um, and then I played in Texas for all those years. So it was always hot. And then when I got traded to Detroit and it's snowing in April and May, <laughs> you know, and you're playing in these cold weather cities like Minnesota and Kansas City early in the season, Cleveland and Chicago, um, you get used to it. But then you realize your body feels a lot better at the end of the season. You know, you're not as worn down. Um, you don't have to stay hydrated every day, like as hydrated every day. Uh, so, I, you know, I learned, I learned to appreciate the cold, but I think I would, I think I would rather have it. Awesome. I, I was just interested because, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to go to the Midwest. It's freezing. I can't deal with the cold. And then, you know, I'm on my fourth year now. I'm like, well, it's not that bad. Like, it, you know, it's, it, it, you know, you get used to it and, and it's hard to get used to 110. <laughs> so <laughs> you definitely so, lie up in that cold, man. Yeah. Well, you know, Ian, that actually concludes this episode of kicking it custom to those listening. Remember comment below who you want us to have on next. Ian, we really appreciate you being here talking business with and style and kicks with us. Uh, we hope we get to talk to you again in the future. Um, but we appreciate everything, all the show and tells, and we can't wait to drop this episode. So right. we appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, yeah thanks for coming on. Best of luck with everything. All right, see you guys. Take care.